The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello and welcome to the Career Confidant. We are here to give you the information that you need to take control of your own career. And this is Marie Zimanoff, your host. Today we're going to be talking about transitions and specifically people transitioning out of the military into corporate America. Now, if you're not a veteran, don't turn don't turn the channel because a lot of these tips that we're going to be talking about apply to lots of different types of transitions. Any kind of transition where you're moving from one industry to another is going to have similar issues to those folks transitioning out of the military because in some ways that is its own quote-unquote industry and we have to We have to adjust and meet the needs of our new audience when we look to transition industries. So the first thing that we always talk about on this show when we talk about transition is that we have to know who our target audience is. So for those folks transitioning out of the military, our veterans, this is typically a challenge because they don't have a great picture of what corporate careers are available and where their skills fit into the corporate world. And this is not something they're alone in experiencing. Many of the corporate clients that I work with also have a hard time figuring out where their skills will fit into a new industry. And so, you know, the the challenge is to figure out what the skills are that you really want to use, what is it that you like to do, and to water that down in, in, in the sense to make sure that it's not tied to where you've done those skills, but that it's really looking at those skills in a more general way. So the first client that I can remember working with who was transitioning out of the military, I had just started working with a career counselor as a young graduate with my career counseling degree and had a a gentleman come in who had been stationed at the Air Force Base close to where I'm located. And he was getting ready to retire. And so after 20 years of working in the same organization, he was stuck. Where do you go next? And 
many people feel this way. They've been at the same place for 20 years. They don't know what other companies are looking for. They don't know what other industries are needing out of them. They don't know how to communicate their skill sets in a way that makes sense to that organization. And a lot of times they don't even really have a good history of what they've done. Yes, they know what job titles they've held, sometimes maybe even struggling with what years they've held those titles. And so we start at the very basics. We start with what have they done? So what have you done in your career? What have those titles been? And then what have some of the key projects been that you've that you've accomplished? And then getting outside of that work history and really thinking about what skills have you been using that you've enjoyed? Is it leadership? Is it project management? Is it some kind of technical skill, com- computers, or for a lot of them, it's satellite, the technical skill. And so we have to figure out, okay, if you enjoy doing that technical piece of it, where does that translate? You'd want to be careful about getting too overdone with what they call the, you know, transferable skills, communication, teamwork, those things are great, but they are not specific enough to help you figure out what you want to do, and they're not specific enough to help the employer on the other end make sure you're a good fit for the position you do apply for. So get down to the hard skills, and hard skills aren't necessarily all technology. Hard skills include uh, leadership and, and communication. If you can get to the you know, how did you communicate? What was the medium and why were you communicating? That can make that that skill a little bit more tangible. I use a skills card sort that helps people think through the skills that they've done. If you're in the military, there's a skills crosswalk tool that you can use on ONET, which is the Bureau of Labor's website for careers. And if you are trying to figure out what skills you, you've enjoyed using, that may be a good place to start using that crosswalk or looking at some of the jobs that you think you might be interested in on, on a, a, a platform like ONET. Or even searching around on you know, career builder, using some of those keywords for skills that you know you do like, what else is is used in those types of roles that, that come up? So if you like project manager and you look up some project management roles, what do you see that you like? What do you see that, that isn't going to work for you? How can you build a quote-unquote ideal job description that really encapsulates what you're looking for. And then, of course, we can go out and see what types of positions in the marketplace connect with your ideal position. But that's where we have to start. We have to start with what is it that you want to do? What skill sets are you wanting to use out in the corporate world? And then what types of industries are you interested in? What types of companies? So that kind of what 
and where? What do you want to do? Where do you want to do it in terms of industry? And that industry decision might be based on your geographic location and what's growing or available in that geographic location. Or it might be based on something that's similar to what you've been doing in the military. So if you've been working with airplanes, for instance, like my gentleman from the Air Force, the aerospace industry may be a good fit and maybe some of those supporting industries. But once we have those those ideas of what you've been doing and where you want to go with it, life will get a lot easier. So a few of the individuals that I've worked with, one was this individual who came in when I was young in the career counseling world, and I asked him what types of jobs he was looking to do, and he said, well, what can I do? Well, it's not necessarily what you can do, but it's what makes sense, perhaps, based on what you have been doing. We know that employers like to hire people that have the skills that they're already looking for. And they've already used those skills. So that's where those crosswalk tools come in handy. What have you been doing? And what does that equate to in the corporate world? This gentleman had been a officer and leading an operations team who was in charge of managing the base. Not a lot of wartime stuff going on um, for his more recent career was mostly focused on the operations of the base. And so that crosswalked pretty easily into an operations type, operations manager type of position. And we could draw out the skills and stories that spoke to his operations leadership and would translate quite easily into that corporate world from his military experience. Some of the roles translate a little easier, of course, if you've been in personnel with the military, going into an HR role may be a good fit. And a lot of the folks that I've worked with more recently have been in logistics, so moving equipment from here to there or doing those types of tasks and therefore really looking at logistics, coordinating, transporting a lot of materials and heavy, heavy equipment over air, land, and sea. That skill set is going to translate very well into a logistics company. So a few of those folks have found happy, happy positions at Amazon where they can continue working with logistics. A few folks that I've worked with have been more on the infantry side, and some of them are into the technology in terms of, as I mentioned before, either working on satellites or in some cases, vehicle maintenance repair or other types of technologies. And of course, you have the security piece of that and some folks have been interested in going into the police force. Wherever it is that you're looking at translating from and going to, the key there is that you are able to demonstrate that you've used those skills that you're going to be using in the future in your military experience. And that's a lot easier to do when we know what skills we're looking for based on the jobs that you're targeting. We can say, you know, this 
operations manager position is looking for someone who can lead teams, who can take care of, you know, health and safety issues, who can take care of shipping and receiving materials. When we have that list of skills that that job is looking for, then we can go through your background and pull out the skill sets that you have that match, pull out stories that demonstrate when you've used those skills, and then go through and scrub it for the language that doesn't apply to the new position. So as I said, this happens to corporate people as well. When you're looking to change industries, you're always telling stories in the language of where you've come from. So if you've been in medical device and you want to move into something different, we've got to make sure that your stories don't all sound like medical device stories. You you want to cleanse your stories of the the details that don't add any value and really focus in on the details that transfer, the details that translate into the new audience, into the new environment. So that's our first challenge is to know where we're going, both in terms of what roles we want to fill and what industry is our target industry. Then we can gather a few job descriptions, and that's always going to be my second task for you, to gather those job descriptions that are positions you'd apply for and start to really look at what are they asking for, what skill sets, what do they want the person to be coming in to do right away. So not just what are the qualifications, but what does that job description say and how can I demonstrate that I've done those things in the recent past? What is it that from my background I can show in terms of experience that's going to make sense to an individual in my future employment environment as well as role? So we're going to take a short break and we'll come right back. We're going to talk about where do you go from there. Once you know where you're headed and and you can start gathering your experience, what are some of the other mistakes to watch out for as you start to build your, your resume, your LinkedIn profile, and apply to positions? We'll be right back in just a few minutes. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Do you realize that the root of your challenges lie within you? It's time to find out more about coaching and how it can help both you and your business. 
Coaching for Real with Ronald Graves will help you gain a deeper level of self-awareness to find the answers inside yourself. Our guests are business professionals just like you who agree to a coaching session on our radio program. Tune into Coaching for Real live every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. If you are in the sales field or maybe don't even know that you are, you need a plan to be successful. Every day we are engaged in business and don't even realize that it all comes down to sales. We all have something to say and need to motivate others to the same way of thinking. Sales Execution Optimization, the new SEO, is the show that gets you thinking and speaking whatever the product or service. Host Phil Bush will give you the tips you need to succeed. Listen every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we are talking about transitioning industries and and perhaps a challenging transition specifically for our military veterans who are trying to transition into the corporate world. So like any transition, we start with where are we going? It's hard to make any strategic decisions and market ourselves or job search when we are when we are caught up in trying to figure out where we're going at the same time. Hard to drive without any headlights, right? So when we think about our job search, first of all, figuring out what skills do we want to use? What roles does that equate to in the new job search? And then what industries are we interested in? Because that's going to set the tone for our, our target audience and, of course, create the backbone for our proactive job search. So when we've figured those two things out, then we can start to think about building our our marketing plan, if you will. So who are your, your target audience? What types of companies? What do they need from someone like you? We can do that by gathering job descriptions. We can research that by talking to some individuals that might work at the company. That's, of course, going to have additional benefits in helping us build our network if we do our research that way. And so we can do our planning for our job search, do some research, and really dive into understanding what those employers need from someone like us, that's going to be a big benefit um, for the rest of our search. So when we're doing that research, we're also trying to pin down job titles. It's very difficult to to talk to individuals about what you're looking for if you don't understand the language and what job titles you are a good fit for. So that's perhaps one of the the best uses of our online 
job boards is to look at job titles, evaluate which things you think you'd be a good fit for. Most employers are going to look for you to have 80% of the skill sets that they're asking for. You'll have to be a little bit generous with yourself. And when you're making a transition, we tend to underestimate our our skill set and and we don't do a great job of connecting the dots sometimes so we think we're not qualified for things that we are so be gentle with yourself as you make those evaluations but when you understand what job titles you're a good fit for then you can you can search better if you are searching online you can, of course, communicate better with those people that you talk to in person. You'll have a, a stronger resume because the content in our resume needs to be backing up our qualification for a fairly specific role. So we don't want a, a generic document. We want a specific document that shares why we're qualified for a fairly narrow range of roles. If we're searching for several different types of roles, then we'll most likely need more than one resume. The other part of our marketing plan is going to be these these target companies and who they are, what they're looking for. And then, of course, the selling points that we have on how we will meet those needs or you know, in sales terms, how we can solve their pain. And then also thinking about what, how are we going to search? So if we're looking for jobs within larger organizations, we are probably going to end up applying online and we want to be networking into those organizations as much as possible. So understanding who in our network might be able to connect us to those companies, all of that in terms of your job search strategy is going to be foundation, it's going to have a foundation in your marketing plan. So when you first start thinking about your job search and making this transition, you've identified your job titles, you've identified the companies of interest, and you're starting to think about what ways of connecting with those companies is are going to make the most sense. What networking groups might you be able to go to? Who in your existing network might be able to connect you to these companies? And then what other parts of job search might make sense given your roles and companies? Are there recruiters that you can talk to? There are going to be, you know, recruiters for some types of roles and in some geographies, but it's not a given that there'll be recruiters that it makes sense for you to work on depending on your, your job aim. Once you have those things thought through a little bit, then we start with the resume. So a lot of work here before we even get to the resume because the clearer we are on all of those things, the easier the resume is to write. When we know what skill sets you're wanting to highlight because we know what roles you're targeting and we know what language to use because we know what industry you're targeting, life gets a lot easier. 
Typically, if you're sitting there struggling with a resume, it's because you don't have good enough focus to quickly address the employer's needs. And so you're trying to put everything on there or you don't know what to put on there because you don't have a clear idea of what you're trying to address. So start at the beginning, get that focus first, and then start working on your resume. Then your resume becomes an opportunity for you to go into your background and starting with the most recent position first because that is the one that employers will put the most emphasis on and think about how you can share, demonstrate, or, or maybe even prove that you have the skill sets that the individual is looking for in this position. So with our example earlier of our operations manager who was going into the corporate world, he'd look through that job description and then pick out stories that demonstrated his ability to, to meet those qualifications. And so we'll move here to an example for a gentleman who'd run the warehouse at a military base. So he'd been in charge of shipping, receiving, making sure that they had all of the items that they needed on hand at any point in time for the operations of the base. That was his job was managing the warehouse. And so looking at a, a new job, they were looking for someone who could who could organize the organize the warehouse, make sure that it was efficient and easy to find things. So we go back into his background. You tell me about a time when you made the warehouse more efficient. This question is going to sound familiar, right? Because it's something that we would expect to hear in an interview. Well, before we even get to the interview, we're going to come up with that story and write it down, put into a bullet and get it into your resume because that content is going to help demonstrate that you have the skill that the employer is looking for. Sure, you could just put streamlined warehouse operations, but that doesn't tell anybody anything. It, it could have just been part of your job description. It doesn't mean that you actually did it. So if we can tell a story of reduced usage of floor space by 15% through organizing shelves or, or, you know, reorganizing the warehouse, whatever the specifics are, we can still tell that in a short, sweet, compact bullet while getting across the information and making it specific and tangible so that it's really clear that you've actually done that, you know how to do it, and by the way that you delivered some business value while you were doing that. That's the power of digging into your background to tell specific stories on the resume that share your proof that you've done these things. Anybody can copy and paste a list of of terms or, or duties, but when you've actually put in stories of how you've added value, you, you go a lot further 
in terms of your credibility and in terms of getting the right keywords into the document so that you'll make it through any screening process, whether it be human or, or computer. So that's our next step, is to go through all of the job requirements of the jobs that we've gathered and ask us ourselves, when is a time that I've done X? And can I write it out in that kind of challenge action result format so that I'm telling people or thinking through at least why I did that, what did I do, and what was the result? Thinking through the why oftentimes helps you think of the result. It may not necessarily end up in your final bullet, but it helps you tell the story in a full way. And then, of course, you can boil that story down to a bullet that would go onto your resume. When you've gathered your stories, then you'll see, you know, how much content you have for the resume. Do you need some more stories in, in some areas or others? Do you need to address any of the other requirements? Have you addressed all of those as, as much as possible? And you you have a nice grouping of content to start your resume. Then, of course, you're going through and really thinking about the language, and this is going to be very important when you're changing industries immensely, and, and especially for those veterans coming out, going into the civilian, making sure that the language makes sense. So instead of talking about missions, you know, and and wartime activities, you're going to talk about projects and leading teams using corporate language as much as possible so that you sound like a fit in this new industry and they can see you fitting into their organization and of course doing that translation helps with hitting the keywords that you need to get an interview. So that's the basics of where we want to start with gathering the content for our resume. And of course, that content will also be good for our LinkedIn profile. When we come back from break, we're going to talk about some of the most common mistakes that I see individuals make in their resumes when they're making this kind of a transition. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. 
If you are a small business owner or a creative freelancer in pretty much any field, you can't miss Let's Get Radical. Your hosts, Jody Paydar and Liz Gold, will help you redevelop your plans, policies, and practices to take a radical turn in order to achieve new success. They spotlight the latest in technology, attitudes, what others are doing, and what can help you. Tune in every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And let's get radical. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Kless. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. are tuned into the career confidant with marie zimanoff if you have a question or comment for marie or her guest today please call 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 you may also send an email to marie at a strategic advantage.com now back to the career confidant Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we're talking about transitions and difficult transitions, specifically our military veterans trying to get into the civilian workforce. How do you connect the dots? So first thing is to know where you're going because you can't connect to something that is fuzzy, which is where most people struggle. The next is to be really specific and going through the job descriptions that you're interested in drawing out stories, specific concrete stories of when you've demonstrated those same skills that the individual on the other side is looking for. So some of the mistakes that individuals make when they're when they're doing this. The first is failure to translate. When you look at a resume and it's full of terms from the person's former industry, especially military, it's challenging to put that person in the role visually to to imagine them in the role because the language just gets in our way and so the most important language is going to be your job titles and really figuring out your your job titles how they translate to the civilian world now, some of you may have some great resources there. Your, your military paperwork does that for you many times when you're getting ready to retire or be, be released. You can see and ask your transitions team for the paperwork that will translate your job titles for you. You know, no one understands what a GS nine is or whatever. You know, no one understands those those cryptic terms that your job description was in. They need to have the civilian equivalent of that. 
And if you were an officer, that's great. But, you know, we want to hear manager or lead or leader, words that the corporate world understands. And that translation is important, even if the company says that they're quote-unquote veteran-friendly. Here's why. The individual that made that distinction is most likely in HR. They've gone through the paperwork, maybe they've gone through a training, and they are dedicated to helping veterans get hired. And that's awesome. However, the person that hires you is not going to be that person. The person that hires you is going to be a manager down the line somewhere who may or may not be sensitive to those issues, who may or may not understand military jargon, who may not want to take the time to to deal with not understanding. So we've got to assume that our best sales pitch is going to be a sales pitch in their language, a sales pitch that that translates what we've done into language that they can quickly understand from the job titles through the stories that we are telling them in a language that makes sense. Of course, we want to list somewhere that, that you're a veteran, but that's not necessarily our number one selling point, right? Our number one selling point is that we can add value to them and being a veteran may help us do that, but we want to connect the dots in terms of how by showing that we know how to add value. And the best way to do that is to show that we've added value in the past. So really digging for those stories and sharing accomplishments in terms of adding value to the organization. How did whatever you were doing help the the team that you're working on? How did it help the the individuals that you were working with? For instance, my guy who's moving machinery out of Afghanistan, that's all about getting it done quickly and as efficiently and cost-effectively as possible. So he was talking about savings that he'd realized by negotiating contracts or getting things done quickly or tracking to make sure that everything was done on time and that no, no, nothing was lost. So whatever it was that you were doing, how were you adding value? What were the metrics that that needed to be met and communicating those helps translate into that future language. And then you're gonna go back, as I said before, and take out the military speak in terms of missions or combat and talk about that in as much corporate language as possible. The other mistake that I see people make in their resume but also in their job search is not being true to them themselves about the stereotypes that you're going to face. And this happens with any of us for any reason, young, old, um, your, your race, your sex, your weight, whatever it is, people are going to have bias. And the best way to combat that bias is to first admit that it's there, to really understand what it is that people might be afraid of, 
and to negate that in ways that are still true to you and your professional brand. So one of them that I hear a lot from hiring managers about folks from the military, of course, is that they're overly structured, not flexible, can't adapt. Well, that's silly, right? You're adapting every day, all day long. You have to make do with what you have to get things done. And so telling those stories, making it clear that that you do adapt and that you're able to do that. Um, they may think that you can't make decisions because you're used to somebody telling you what to do. So give me a few stories about when you had to make some decisions, work that language into your into your document. And then, of course, on the other side, think about the things that are positives from from your background, right? Your your account, you're dependable. You've always been on time. You have to make do with what you have in difficult situations. And how can you tell those stories in corporate language, not in military language, to demonstrate the benefits of hiring a veteran while addressing some of those those doubts or fears that people have. And when you do that, when you really think about what might people have in terms of a bias, negative, and then how can I address that in ways that make sense and if, if it's appropriate? And then what are the positives of hiring someone from my background and how can I capitalize on those? And, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, everyone loves to hire people from the military. Well, why? Let's get those out. And then what are the what are the fears? What are the things that might hold someone back? And how can you address those? And if you can't get real and go there for yourself, uh, you, you know, end up walking around in a la-la land thinking that there's those things aren't happening when when they really are. And we may even be playing into some of those stereotypes without thinking about it because we haven't sat down and and really thought about what they are and how we want to combat them in a way that makes sense. So thinking about our job search, the other mistake that I see people making is not, not... branding themselves in a way that thinks about their future. So for all of us, our brand is a combination of our past and our future. It's a combination of those things that make us us, our stories, our accomplishments, the themes in our work history, our strengths, and how they relate to where we want to go in the future how they connect to that future employer. That is what is meant by branding, is tell me what's what's you, what's unique, what do you bring, and how it makes a difference or makes an impact and is uniquely valuable to me as your future employer. So, when you're thinking about your resume, when you're thinking about your your resume, and especially your LinkedIn profile, we want to be aware of, of that. We want to be aware of 
making those connections. Because here's what I see a lot on LinkedIn, especially picture of a veteran in their military uniform saying that they are looking for a corporate position. And those two things don't align for me visually because I am not seeing the future you. I'm seeing the current you and I'm going to have a hard time visually seeing you in my place of business. So if you're wanting to make a transition out of the military, then your brand has to shift a little bit and incorporate the future you with the past you. doesn't mean that we're leaving that all behind and we don't want to hide that anyway. But visually, especially, I need to be able to see you sitting in the office next to me and that's probably not going to be in your military uniform. So consider a picture that would be more appropriate for that setting. It doesn't have to be a suit if that's not your brand, right? It's figuring out that middle ground between who you are as your brand and what's appropriate for that audience. Where do those two where do those two come together? Where do they co- conjoin, if you will? And that's that's the start of, of your brand. So we're going to take another short break and come back and talk about a few other things that you want to do, especially on LinkedIn, to make yourself more marketable in a new industry. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and businesses through a range of dynamic changes. How do you keep up with these changes, build skills, and lead effectively? Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. Does your organization lack proper leadership? We're not necessarily talking about experience, but about how to face the changing dynamic of leadership today. Sometimes the people we lead know more. Old ways don't work anymore, and the comfort zone just becomes too easy. Listen for Out of the Comfort Zone with Dr. Wanda Wallace. We'll show you how you can adapt and develop your leadership skills to today's workplace. Every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. 
comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And we've been talking about branding yourself and making a job search plan when you are transitioning industries, specifically those veterans transitioning to corporate America. And so we're briefly touching on LinkedIn and this idea that, especially on LinkedIn, we need to blend the future with the past and really have that future-focused profile of where we want to go in our next gig. And... This starts, of course, with the picture and having a picture that is accessible by our audience, that connects with our audience. We want our face to be 80% of that picture. And, and you know, you want something that is true to who you are and accessible or or understanded, understood, <laughs> understood to be a fit into the new area that you're targeting. So that picture is part of it, but then we want to think about our headline. So the headline of your LinkedIn profile should be future-focused without sounding like a personal ad. So seeking a position in, no transitioning into no not really I want you to just own what you are or where you're going as much as possible so if you've been in the military as a you know an officer and you're in charge of logistics I want your headline to say logistics professional and then have some of the main keywords that might be important in those job descriptions that you've been looking for. If you can put in job titles that are similar to what you're targeting, if you feel comfortable doing that and they're close enough to what you've held in the past that it's comfortable, that is the strongest thing that you can do. So supply chain manager, logistics manager, whatever those titles might be that you're targeting, get those into your headline. And then you can add in some keywords and or you could add in what they call a, you know, a tagline or a, a phrase about how you add value. So moving, moving equipment over and land, air, and sea to achieve savings or whatever it might be your how do you add value in that role those are a little bit harder so if you can't get there that's okay you can just stick with the titles and the skill words that headline is 120 characters so you have lots of space there it sounds like a little but you actually have a lot of space there to put in the 
keywords and titles that are relevant for your future job aim. Then in your summary, again, I want it to be relevant to where you're going. You can tell the story of where you've been as well, but it all needs to be relevant for where you're going. Be careful of too many military jargony terms as you tell your story there. It still needs to resonate with that reader who's in the corporate environment. You may talk about, you know, one of my clients talked about that he had always been into logistics, starting from, you know, running his parents' car business, helping them order and track car parts for their their repair business. And then in the military, you know, that story had a nice beginning, middle, and end where the military part was the be, the begin or the middle. And it showed his abilities and interests in a well-rounded way, both inside and outside of his current industry. Then when you get to your job titles, similar to what you've done on your resume, you want to translate those job titles into the future job language. That will help with your search results on LinkedIn and of course, just help you look like a fit for the person that's going to be looking at that LinkedIn profile. You have 100 characters in each one of those job titles, so lots of space there to put in the keywords that you might want to, as well as any relevant titles and synonym titles. When you are writing out those experience stories in LinkedIn, you can put in more of the challenge and action and result than you could in your resume because you have 1,500 characters for each experience entry there. You can go back if you had any kind of, of job before you went into the military. You can go back and include that as well. And of course, you want to include any education. You can include education by putting in an actual institution or you can include education by putting courses and then putting the coursework in that was relevant. As much as possible, you want to translate that too. If you were in the officer's college, translate that. You know, as a leadership training program. And then you could put officer's college in, in parentheses. If you took courses in, in specific things, think about how you might translate those as well. If it was, you know, mission operations was the name of the class, how could you translate that? Maybe it's project project management operations. Always thinking about how you can use the language of your future job goal on, on that medium. Last tip there is to make sure that as you're connecting with individuals on LinkedIn, that you are not using the standard message that blanket template that says, I'd like to add you to my LinkedIn network. Go in there and adjust that and tell people why, why you want to connect with them. So I get a lot of requests and quite a few from military folks. And if they use that blanket message, I'm always writing to them to try to make sure that it's a real person because you can't always be sure of that on LinkedIn these days, unfortunately. And so don't make people do that work. Just go ahead and tell them, you know, I'm looking to 
to get into this type of industry. I'd love to add you to my network and, and stay in contact. I'd love to learn more about your company. Whatever it is, tell them why you'd like to connect with them. If they don't want to connect with you because of why you want to connect, they probably wouldn't connect with you if you didn't put any message in there at all either. So go ahead and and put in an actual message about why you'd want to connect with them on LinkedIn. will help show that you know how to use that medium, will help jumpstart the connection to that person and forge an actual relationship that might actually help you in your job search. So think about where you're going. Get clear on that aim. Consider that individual's perspective. Why are you a good a good hire for them? Why might they be reticent? And how can you address those needs as you go through your branding and your job search process? And of course, if you have any questions, you can always reach out to me at Marie. M-A-R-I-E at astrategicadvantage.com. And we look forward to seeing you right back here again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then. 